We're flying high with the wings and talking all things lacrosse. You're now listening to the Outside the Box podcast right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. What's going on, everybody? We are back. It is such a nice episode for us here on the Outside the Box podcast, Herm, because it's episode number 69. It's super nice. Uh, That is a nice episode. We've got a nice recap for you guys here from uh, our nice weekend in Columbus, Ohio. I had a blast. Herm had a blast. Uh, We'll dive into some of our stories and things we ran into in Columbus as well. But uh, as always, make sure you're following us on Twitter, at OTBLaxPod, so you get up-to-date information on everything going on with the pod. And uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Just search Underground Sports Philadelphia. We're also on Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. But Herm, it it was a blast of a weekend. Ohio really stepped up. You know, it was one of those weekends where we were kind of unsure going in on how it was going to be, but... The energy was there, the fans were there, and I had one hell of a time getting back on the PLL circuit in Ohio this weekend. Yeah, I mean, Columbus really showed out. I was not expecting the fan base and unreal atmosphere that we got, but what up, Columbus? You guys came out and you represented your town. That being said, I mean, Columbus, Ohio... It's one of the more interesting stops on the tour, to say the least. Definitely. But I had a, I had a great time. Um, I mean, I got to do some legendary stuff. Hashtag signing autographs, baby. We will get into that in just a second. But, um, you know, we had some crazy games. Uh, Redwoods and Archers, Atlas and Chrome, Whips and Chaos. Uh, that, that Friday night game, Herm, Redwoods and Archers, honestly was the most exciting game of the weekend certainly i mean these were two teams that knew what they had to get after i mean two of the best coaches in the league nat and um chris bates chris bates wow i just completely slipped my mind there (laughs) nat and uh there's a reason chris bates is up for the coach of the year i mean he obviously had his archers team ready to go and you know in a game like this you lose a guy like tom schreiber and you're trying to make up for something that is honestly irreplaceable so The Archers were kind of playing from behind the entire game, and in the fourth quarter, they lose Jackson Place to what was probably one of the hardest things I've ever watched in my life, if I'm being totally honest. Yeah, so uh, Tom Schreiber, for those of you that don't know, uh, dislocated his shoulder, but he still got off one of the nastiest and quickest shots ever with a dislocated shoulder. He launches a shot from 40 yards out with one shoulder. Well, I mean, both shoulders, but the the one was dislocated. Captain America things. What? Um, yeah, I mean, that is GOAT status right there. So he was ruled out for the rest of the game, and Herm confirmed today that he is actually ruled out for the remainder of the season. Uh, so it's smart. 
big loss for Archers, but it's smart for Tom moving forward. Right. Um, Archers got out to an early lead in this one, but then Redwoods were able to uh, you know cut the lead down to one going into halftime, and then the Woods came out and rolled, and that third quarter, Herm, they put up nine goals to Archers only putting up five, and that's where the momentum really swung was in that third quarter. That's when we heard the first real chance of a fan base ever. In PLL history, yeah. Big contingent of Redwoods fans out in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, you know, Nat St. Laurent coaching. Uh, college lacrosse in Ohio probably pl- played a big part in that. And also uh, Indiana being a neighboring state with the Notre Dame guys that are, you know, on this Redwoods squad. Probably had a lot of people travel over to the state of Ohio to uh, watch this game. But that was one of the coolest, like, goosebumps feelings we've had all season long. Seeing those Redwoods fans go absolutely batshit crazy for their Literally. team during a playoff game and it made it feel like a true blue playoff atmosphere and it swung a lot of momentum in the redwoods favor right no completely i mean uh, you said goosebumps like i legit my arms were the arm hairs or whatever they call them were sticking up these guys not only were had redwood chance going but they had an rj chant going at one point they had a whole lot of different stuff going on. So it was a one hell of a weekend, to say the least, for the fan base. But, I mean, the Redwoods, I saw a lot of Redwoods jerseys throughout the concourse, yeah. throughout the premiere zone. So and it that was, was kids, a, it was adults. like Oh, it was everybody. Board. It was amazing. But in this game, let's step back here for a second. Timmy Troutner, my star of the game, to say the least. In the beginning of the game, he wasn't getting all of the de- defensive support that he was kind of accustomed to. I mean, the... Redwoods probably have my favorite defense to watch in the entire league and he just kind of had to do what he could and he stood on his head made some unreal saves honestly and then as soon as the defensive support started picking up around the third quarter or so Timmy Trotner was in for one hell of a game and he was my game MVP because I mean the kid just stands on his head every week he is when I'm taking my notes during the game I just write Timmy is unreal like a thousand times yeah and uh, before I dive into the game too uh, you know, you brought up Jackson Place with the injury he suffered. Just a freak accident. Ran into uh, Eddie Glazner on a play. He kind of just dropped to the, uh, you know, the field. His head kind of, you know, hit pretty hard. They, they had to take him out on a stretcher and everything. But thankfully, update on him from his Instagram page. Uh, he's got full mobility in all of his extremities. He's, you know, cognizant of what's going on. And uh, the doctors have a plan in place for him to get to 100% to be able to get back out on the field. Uh, So that's, you know, that's the most important thing is that he's going to be okay because that was one of the scariest in-person injuries and, you know, just experiences I've witnessed, you know, covering sports in general. Um, So we're very thankful that Jackson Place is going to be 100% okay. Right, and as soon as you see them rush a stretcher out onto the field and actually have to physically pick up the man from every single limb on his body it's not something you ever want to see it's not something you ever want to experience live to be honest with you because Mm -hmm. it's it's something that you almost feel like you just witnessed something you should never see in your life and it it was it was it was i i'm losing words right now honestly because just thinking back on the situation it was it was heartbreaking it was sad his parents were down there it was scary and then just the atmosphere of the stadium it went from literally having these redwoods chants that carried throughout the whole stadium to complete silence and tears being shed people sports are amazing 
sports are great. You you want to go out there and you want to compete every time you're on the field at your highest level. But when something like this happens, it's really easy to step back and understand the brotherhood that's built through sport and why you guys are on the field every week competing at the highest level and doing what you have to do. And I mean, at this point it's amazing to hear that he's doing well. And now we just have to give him all of the encouragement and support to get back on the field because I'm sure there's a long recovery process on the road for him here. So, um, Hats off to Jackson Place, though. One tough, tough dude because, I mean, that's not something that's easy to come back from. Absolutely. And uh, I got to talk to Nat St. Laurent after the game, being the first coach in PLL history to win a playoff game. Uh, and this is what Coach had to say after the game. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I'm happy for the guys. It means the world to me. You know, the, the roller coaster of the season that we've been on and the highs, the lows, the personnel changes and guys being so selfless, working so hard. Um, you know, it just meant the world to us. And I mean, obviously, rightfully so. He, he was fired up and uh, to be able to win that game and, and bring it home for this team that he's constructed, put his fingerprints all over. Uh, and pull this upset because Redwoods was the number four seed coming into this. They came out in that second half, you know, with a fire lit under them, and they earned this win. Yeah, I mean, no win is just given in this league, and the Redwoods came out and they did what they had to do. I mean, whether it was Ryder Garnsey working hard both behind the cage and in the midfield knocking dudes over. Scoring with one shoe. Scoring with one shoe, or a guy like Serge Perk who rips two bombs and does it with ease. So I mean, it was a and then Garrett Apple obviously doing what he does best, and Timmy Chotner. So I mean, it's a full team effort. You, you saw the guys getting after it. Greg looked like I can't even describe what Greg looked like. We he won went like full seven, beast mode. Full beast mode. I mean, he won what like seventy percent of his freaking faceoffs this weekend. Officially won fifty nine point two percent of his faceoffs, which I believe is either. A season high or tied for a season high for Greg this year. I mean, that's absurd, man. He was at what? Was, he was at like seventy though at the half, right? Yeah, he was just like just under seventy percent at the half, which is absolutely insane. Um, but Greg yeah. looked the healthiest he's been all season too, which certainly is, and key. And you know what really reaff- reaffirms there? I guess that's the word I'm looking for is that he took. Uh, something to his knee area, I want to say, during the game, and limped off the field. Looked like he was in a ton of pain, but was able to get right back on the field and didn't allow it to affect him. So, I mean, it just shows that he was able to overcome that circumstance and get back after it. So, Greg's Greg's a beast, man, literally. Yeah, I know. I looked at you and I saw on the video board that Greg was on the sideline kind of wincing in pain, and I was like, oh, geez, like, here we go. Like, you know, this is something that this Redwoods team has to be kind of prepared for because Greg's had multiple injuries this season. And, you know, for it to happen in the playoffs, that's not ideal because you're not dressing Never. two face-off guys. You want as many, uh, you know, possible position players that you can. But for him to be able to bounce back and just have the performance he did this weekend was absolutely insane. Uh, so hats off to the Beast. But looking at this Redwoods attack, Herm, uh, you know, our boy JoJo didn't get on the scoreboard, but... Uh, Four out of the five attackmen scored at least one goal for Redwoods. Matt Cavanaugh with one goal. Jules Henningberg had two and two assists. Uh, Ryder Garnsey, like we talked about, two goals, three assists, led the attack in overall points. And then Westberg had a hat trick. Oh, Westberg went Disgusting. off. I can't believe I just didn't mention his name there. I mean, he looked unreal. He looked like ML or NLL Westberg out there, like working the 
tight spaces in front of the net, really just getting after it. I mean, West looked unreal. The the Redwoods team just kind of clicked there mm-hmm. in the third and fourth quarter. Everything was kind of flowing their way. Uh, I mean, obviously the Archers take the huge Tom loss at the half and then lose uh, Jackson in the second half. So, I mean... That's tough stuff, and it would be tough to overcome that. That being said, the Archers didn't let up. They were working their asses off till the end of the game, and that's the stuff you love to see. And you look at the goals from Redwoods midfield, which we've talked about extensively the past few weeks, where they're just not you know, dialed in in the scoring aspect of things. They're the lowest scoring midfield in the league. Um, they came to play. You know, Brett Adams had a goal. Serge Perkovich had a goal. Kyle Harrison scored a goal. Greg scored oh, that a goal. Kyle Harrison goal was unreal, was dude. Nasty. Oh my god, he snipes corners for days. Uh, Greg scored off the faceoff, and John Sexton had a disgusting goal. That oh yeah, that was, was a top sick. top five goal of the season. I'm pretty sure we looked at each other right when that that when he scored it. We Literally were like slapping absurd. each other, like oh my yeah, god, yeah, like that was absurd. That uh, was an amazing goal. It was disgusting. So I think the disgusting goal of the week goes to John Sexton because yeah, I can get was, with that. That was just too nice. Um, but then you go over to the Archers midfield and they only had two goals from their midfield. One from Danny Ipe, the other one from Scott Ratliff. Which that Scott Ratliff that goal was Scott filled. Ratliff two pointer was sick. I um, mean. You love to see the guy score. So, I mean, I mean, he's so talented. Other than that, you know, there were a couple assists sprinkled in from Tom Schreiber and Ben McIntosh, but outside of that, there were no other points recorded from this uh, Archer's midfield, and that kind of paid dividends for, for Redwoods in that nine-goal third quarter where they were able to just be in sync and score in all facets of the game and uh, were able to come away with a win to now advance to New York, and uh, they awaited their opponent on Saturday between the uh, the whips and chaos, which we'll get into in a second. Um, but Redwoods are moving on, Herm. What were your thoughts, uh, you know, as they get set to play in the second round of the playoffs now? Well, I mean, at the time, obviously after the game, we didn't know who they'd be going up against. It was obviously between Whipsnakes and chaos. And I asked Nat St. Laurent what, what he was most what he's looking forward to he goes i don't know i'll let you know after tomorrow night's game (laughs) so um that's the most nat response i've ever gotten but no it's so true i mean this team came out and if they can do what they did against the archers they have a great chance to take down the chaos next week because i mean chaos i don't want to say it looked flat but um they looked flat yeah uh Uh, whipstakes walked all over them so i mean we'll get into that in a minute but I think that the Redwoods have a really good head of steam going into New York here, and I think it's going to be a really interesting matchup, to be honest. They've built on some some momentum after that 17-4 loss to Whipsnakes a few weeks ago and have really just started clicking as a team again, and I think that's huge, you know, where they're getting this thing clicking at the right time in this playoffs. But let's dive into the Whipsnakes and Chaos, Herm. Um, This was the Saturday night final game of the weekend, you were unfortunately unable to be there because you had to get back to catch a train back to Virginia. Stupid school. Yep. I know. What are we doing, guys? Um, but your whip snakes put on a show. They came ready to play. Oh, yeah. uh, Chaos led after the first quarter 2-1, to one, but then whip snakes just went on an absolute tear the rest of the game. Uh, had a five-goal second quarter to Chaos only having two. And then the big dagger, whip snakes went on an 8 nothing third quarter that just sealed the deal, and Whip Snakes advanced to Philadelphia to the championship game, and Chaos will face Redwoods in New York next week. Uh, but looking at this game, I tweeted it when it happened. Mike Chananchuk is the most game-changing midfielder 
deserves midfielder of the year because he just he changes games in the way that they are played. Had three goals, two two pointers. Uh, he was he was my MVP from this game for Whipsnakes. Certainly, I mean he's so talented. He understands the team better than anybody else on the field. He also understands how to take apart defenses better than anybody on the field because I mean he makes it look easy. He is constantly just doing everything he has to do to put the whip snakes in the win column because i mean that's a leader he's a leader out there on the field he's a leader off the field and he is going to really do big things for us championship weekend in philly because i mean we're going to need two bombs to win that thing and uh i talked to coach stags after the game about matt rambo and you know him being from philly and what this game is going to mean to him and he kind of dove into what Matt Rambo did in this game to make sure Whipsnakes came away with the win. This is what he had to say. So you don't realize what Matt Rambo did today, all right? Matt Rambo came in on the on the second time out and said, Newman is Newman is all over me. He is not sliding. He's not leaving me. I'm just going to stand behind the cage, and I'm going to let us play five on five. And he took himself and his numbers out of the game for us to play better offense. And that's, you know, that's the Matt Rambo that, you know, that's why he's, you know, he, he can be the, he can be the MVP of this league because it's not about what he does, but it's what about what he did for the team. For Rambo to just take himself out of the game because Jared Newman was playing such solid defense on him, that's that's just a team captain right there, and that's what a leader is, and that's what Matt Rambo's been for this team all season long. I mean, that's the epitome of not being a superhero. Uh, you're not out there to try and make something happen that you know can't work. You go out and you put someone else who's going to be able to give your team a better chance at winning. Uh, understanding your strengths is almost probably better than any strength you can have on the field. So hats off to Matt there because that was just an unreal decision. But um, Jared, I mean, Jared, although the chaos looked rough, Jared didn't look bad at all. I thought he looked really good, actually. Yeah, um, the birthday boy. So the happy bir- belated yeah, he- birthday to our boy Jared Newman. Um, but my X Factor of the game, Herm, for Whipsnakes – did in fact contribute to this game. Connor Kelly scored Certainly. a goal. Um, Whipsnakes got contributions from everybody. You look at this this final uh, box score. Ben Reeves with two goals. Matt Rambo with one. Ryan Drenner did not score. Carlson did not score. But Mike Chaninchuk, three goals, two two-pointers. Uh, you had Lacasio score a goal. You had th- uh, a hat trick from Drew Snyder, which we haven't seen oh, yeah, this dominance from Drew Snyder probably since week one. Yeah, but you got to understand, he does so much off-ball that like he is uh, such an X-factor for this team, almost up there with Chaney. So, I mean, to see Drew grab that Hattie was pretty sick because um, he deserves it, man. Mm-hmm. He's such a grinder. He gets out there every freaking week and does what he has to do. And um, I, I'm just excited for championship weekend, honestly, man, because if we can bring this offense and talent that we just took from this chaos game into Philadelphia... There's no team that can stop the Whip Snakes, and I mean that's if even if we have to play chaos again. And uh, Jake Bernhardt scored a goal, and our boy Joe Nardella also scored a goal. Finished just a tick under what Greg Gurenlian did at the faceoff X2. Joe finishing with a 59% faceoff uh, percentage, so nothing to sneeze at. Absolutely dominant. Um, Kyle Burnlor was a beast in that, and you know that's what they need. And Kyle Burnlor has been absolutely dominant for this Whip Snakes team down the stretch, and now they're calling themselves, instead of Drip Snakes, they are now referring to themselves as Philly Snakes. I thought that they were calling them um, uh, Cheese Snakes. 
We'll, we'll be that's talking what, about cheesesteaks pretty soon. That's what Coach Mike Murphy um, messaged or commented on my Twitter. Twitter? Tweeter? Twitter? The tweeter.com. <laughs> on the, on the tweeter.com yesterday. Called, what did, I was wearing a whip snake shirt, so he said, um, call me a cheese snake. And I uh, <laughs> loved it because, you know, he's a hill, hill lax guy and I'm a petty lax guy, so um, we're not supposed to get along. <laughs> um, but then you look at this chaos team, they were only able to put up seven goals against whip snakes, and Connor Fields was limited, only had two goals. Had four points overall, added two assists. Josh Byrne, one goal. Nothing from Eric Scott, nothing from Miles Thompson except an assist. Uh, Dane Smith with two goals. Jake Fricaro with two goals. That was your chaos offense. Yeah, and that was kind of surprising, to be honest with you. I mean, Dane, obviously, you want to see him get his offensive production up. He's such a talented player. But him putting up two goals with this chaos offense kind of surprised me, to be honest with you, because I really expected a lot more out of other guys to kind of just step up this weekend. But... I mean, chaos looked flat, and there's really no other way to describe it. Andy Towers was up their asses. It's not like there was any lack of emphasis on getting after it. But, I mean, just a, more credit to like guys like Bryce Young just locking it down in the backfield here. Yeah, I mean, the, the Whip Snakes defense was absolutely dominant, and there's a reason why they're moving on to the championship game now. And it's going to be interesting to see because now uh, chaos will take on Redwoods, and we'll get into our preview show later on this week, but... Uh, it's another rematch between these teams that play each other very physically, very tough, and it should be a very good game. But uh, And then whoever ends up winning gets to play Whip Snakes again, whether it's Redwoods, who have gone 1-1 one one against Whip Snakes, or Chaos, who just faced them this week, so it could be a potential revenge game. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see who ends up winning that and taking on Whip Snakes in Philadelphia in two weeks. But I'm very excited for that matchup when it gets here. Uh, the other do you game, like do you like whip steaks or cheese snakes more? I think cheese snakes rolls off the tongue better. I think I like cheese snakes more too, but like whip steaks kind of sounds pretty good as well. Hmm, that's tough. Twitter poll. Twitter poll. Yeah, I think we might need a Twitter poll. We'll have Guys, a Twitter poll for you. Or or or. Listen to this. I have oh, a man. better oh, man. idea. Oh boy. Oh, are you are you guys ready for this? Are you guys ready? If you haven't already, make sure that you go leave a five-star rating and review on our Apple iTunes podcast, whatever you call it these days, and let us know if you like cheese snakes or whip steaks better. And then also, let us know who you have winning in New York and in Philadelphia. We're going to like throw it all together. Maybe we'll give you a t-shirt if you win and have the right, uh, what are we going to call it? It's not a bracket, but choices and games. answers correct answers so i mean maybe we'll just give a giveaway to people who comment on the podcast in the next two weeks let's do that sure if you if you comment the correct outcome to all of the games for the next two weeks you will get an outside the box t-shirt if there's multiple of you we will select one and you know where they can get those t-shirts is with our good friends at design tree Uh, Just go to dsgntree.com, search Underground Sports Philadelphia, and you'll get all of the the outside-the-box collections we have. That includes our logo tee, the Jared Newman Newman Nukes t-shirt that uh, he will be wearing at some point. Uh, Very excited for that. Our Chef Rambo shirt, our OG player shirt, and also our Ding Ding uh, boxing lacrosse glove shirt for you NLL fans. If you are curious as to what the shirts look like, Go to Instagram.com, look up OTB Herm. I have a nice little file thing on my 
profile that lets you look at all of the merch that we have in order. And if you just want the link, just shoot me a DM. I'll send you the link. I'll even send you a little promo code if I have one. So, I mean, there's no better time to go get your outside-the-box merch. There was a lot of kids that were saying, Hey, Herm, nice shirt out there. And, I mean... They obviously all wanted some shirts, so uh, hopefully those parents got their credit cards out and hopped on Design Tree over this last week so that we can eat next week. Yeah, so it's dsgntree.com, and uh, you can follow them on Twitter as well, at dsgntree. Use promo code dsgn5 for $5 off at checkout. But Herm, the first-round draft pick game came before Chaos and Whip Snakes. That was Atlas and Chrome, and uh, this one was kind of over before it started. Atlas yeah. just got out to a 5-1 lead in the first quarter and put up fives up until the final quarter, and they win this one 17-8. Uh, Connor Buzik sets the single-game points record with nine points, was just ripping two bomb shots, ripped and open his chin. <laughs> a ripped open chin, yes, exactly. And uh, um, he, he made Galloway look awful, yeah. if I'm being totally honest. I mean... If I were Dom Starja, and I'm not, I, I have nothing like the record that Dom Starja has or the credibility, so I really have like no dog in this fight. That being said, I'm putting Alex Reddy out there at the half because I think that it would have been important for him to, one, get some experience against such a high-powered offense coming from the Atlas and getting that professional experience. Two, Galloway was getting walked on. Hooked. Just dragged around the freaking floor he was like in the running of the bulls in spain and just getting trampled right exactly and i mean obviously you don't want to see that happen to anybody galloway was literally my childhood idol of a goalie so like it's hard for me to come down on him like this but i would have really liked to see alex ready get some more reps because i think that he's going to be a big talent in this league in the next couple couple years yeah, Connor Busick, though, definitely the MVP of the weekend for me. Easily. Uh, oh, my God, yes. Just absolutely insane performance. Uh, and you look at Trevor Baptiste's face-off percentage, finishes with 50, uh, excuse me, 54.1. Uh, but Connor Farrell finished with 56.5, uh, winning 13 of his 23 face-offs. So shout-out to Connor Farrell. And scoring a goal. And scoring a goal. He, he, did you hear the audio after? He yes. Goes, I tried to bounce it. Instead, <laughs> it, it was top left. Um, but this Atlas team, they were clicking on all cylinders, and now they are one game away, one win away, because they advance to Philadelphia now uh, automatically and await the winner of Chrome and Archers for the potential of getting the number one overall pick. And if this Atlas team clicks like this week in and week out and they get the number one pick, this team could be beyond scary next year. Yeah, I mean, I think that they finally are starting to come together and gel. It was actually the one thing that ran through my mind after goal like eight the other day was like, wow, this team. It was actually right after the the one Busek goal that just shouldn't have gone in. Mm -hmm. The angle was impossible, and um, he that scored. A, and that was another one where you and I were just like, oh my right. god. Right, so it was that goal, and I was like, wow, dude, this team is finally starting to click. I think that if they are able to get this first-round pick, they're not going to take a guy like Grant Ament, though. I, th I think that they're going to go with the young stud, Michael Sowers, out of Princeton, because, I mean, this guy, he's got a lot of moves from X. He's got that Jordan Wolf speed, and he can make stuff happen that the Atlas might not already have right now in a guy like... But let's just compare Michael Sowers to Chris Cloutier really quick. 100 pounds lighter, moves like a freaking 
like a cheetah and can finish better than 90% of the guys in the PLL already. So, I mean, I would love to see the the Atlas are able to pull out this big win here in Philly and get that first-round pick. Go with Michael Sowers because he, he's the future of this league. Not anything against Grant Ament. I just think that Sowers fits into this team a little bit better. So, I mean, I'm pretty excited for that Philadelphia game, though, man, because it's going to be just as competitive as the championship. Yeah, you have that, and you also have Kieran McArdle, who uh, you know, graduated in 2014. But, you know, he's getting a little bit older and not as quick as he used to be. So that could also help that attack that, you know, could use that consistency uh, right. to go and along I mean, with Ryan Brown and Eric Law. There will also be, like, two more teams in the league, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, we can only hope. But fun things from Chrome to look at. Justin Gutterding continued his streak, remains the only player in the league to uh, score at least two goals or more in every single game this season, that's absolutely disgusting. Dude, that's filthy. And he, But you know what Gutty's biggest flaw is, man? This one really hurt. Rolled up in a Giants jersey. Oof. Like, what? Gutty. Come on, Do Gutty. Well, you, you're, a, you're a Philly guy, you know? Like, you can't be rolling up in Giants gear. But um, We'll no, give it I mean, to him because he is from the island and, you know. We, oh, yeah. we, you we can throw we can throw him. we can throw some jabs at him uh, during wing season when the Giants are completely out of the playoffs. <laughs> completely, but no, I mean that's a that's a stat that like you that can't be competitive. It's got to be put, like if Chrome had a better record, Gutty would be up for the MVP. Oh, certainly. I mean, he put the team on his freaking back. Uh, number fourteen was out there doing everything for that team. Not everything, but like he understood how to control. The offense it. runs through him. Oh, completely. So, I mean, to to be able to have that streak through, you know, 11 games now, plus an All-Star game, is absolutely bonkers. And he's the only one. It's not like, you know, Connor Fields is out here doing it, Matt Rambo's out here doing it. No, Justin Gutterding is the only player in the PLL to have two or more goals in every single game this season. And you know what that even shows even more? This man can stay healthy. Yes. I mean, he was out there. He wasn't hurt ever. He kept grinding through pain or i mean i'm sure there was plenty of times mm-hmm. where he wasn't uncomfortable out there but you know what he worked his freaking ass off and just absolutely ran this chrome team and you know what man it's tough to see them out of it per se but i mean they have such a bless you Ooh, sorry listeners but they have such a bright future, man. Yeah, I mean, and this, I mean, this Chrome team is going to be just up there with the Whip Snakes next season. I'm not concerned about that. And they're not completely out of it either. They get to take on Archers in New York this coming weekend for a shot to take on Atlas again for that number one pick. So they That's are still right. playing for something. Uh, and they as get well Brett Queener back. Yes, Brett Queener will be back. I wouldn't be shocked if Brett Queener is the goalie of choice for this game because, like we said, John Galloway... You know, he had as many saves as he allowed goals in, uh, just regular goals, and then he also allowed three two-pointers. So I there's no way Chrome can roll him out again. You know, as much as it sucks because Galloway was such a dynamic player, you know, throughout his entire career, he's just looked one step behind every single game this year for Chrome. No, I completely agree, and it's really hard for me to talk about him this way. I've said it, I've said it a million times on this show, but... um. I just think that I just think that they need to switch things up. Maybe even start Alex Reddy. Yeah. I mean, I would if they if they didn't have Queener come out just because, you know, stuff happens or whatever, maybe 
cleaner in the league just wanted to take the rest of the season off or something like that. I don't know. Don't give me, don't quote me on that. If they started Alex Reddy, I would love to see what the kid could do out there because he is so freaking talented. I mean, a guy who knows what the spotlight's like, he's obviously been really close with Paul for a long time now, really in-depth with the PLL itself. So, like, I mean, give the kid a chance. That's all I, that's all I want to see, honestly. Yes, yeah, so we will see what goes down. We'll be in New York uh, this weekend taking in all the action, so we'll be able to see Chaos and Redwoods and uh, Chrome and Archers go head-to-head back at Red Bull. Uh, this will be Herm's first time at Red Bull this year for the PLL. Yeah, that's right. Um, I wasn't there the first time. So going to be ve- a very exciting weekend as uh, we await and see the two teams that will advance to Philadelphia to uh, play for the championship and play for that number one overall pick. If you're listening to this right now, do a rain dance, please, and like um, pray for no rain because it's an outdoor press box. Yeah. And that would be pretty awful. Pretty bad. Um, but later this week, we'll have our preview show. It's going to be like a mega show this week because a lot I mean, of we NLL. we have so much going a on. A lot of NLL things have come out. Um, you know, we've got a lot to talk about, and we've got to preview the NLL draft as well because that comes up. And we have a up. huge guest. Yeah, like, so probably like the biggest guest ever. Stay so tuned. So you're going to want to stay tuned. Um, but I mean, I think it's important that we tell this story before we log off. Let's go. I signed an autograph he this did, week. Ladies and gents, Herm signed cool. autographs. I clapped up like 30 kids because they thought we were famous. Yeah, I mean, you get on the field at one of these PLL events and these kids think that you are something else. My favorite autograph of the weekend, though, kid, let me sign his lacrosse helmet. <laughs> It was um, a it was a univer- it was like a naval it was academy naval academy lacrosse, lacrosse helmet. helmet. And not only did he have me sign it, he had me sign it in the most like prestigious spot to sign a lacrosse helmet. I'm like, "Are you sure you want me to sign it there?" And he's like, "Yeah, you're Herm. You gave me a sticker earlier." And I'm like, oh, "All righty then. God. I guess I'm buying autographs these days with stickers." <laughs> Herm, you're but, gonna uh, have to set up pricing now and have autograph sessions at like. I, Dick Sporting so. Goods. <laughs> I guess so. Who's showing out to get a Herm autograph? You know, I, I just I need to start signing more autographs though at these events because I need to work on it. Like I don't know what to write because like you know how players write like like let's say you're just gutty. Quick, you, write, yeah. you write like gutty number fourteen. I can't write like Herm number OTB. Like am I supposed to write like my phone number? <laughs> you gotta draw like a video camera or like a DSLR or something. Yeah. Like, how does Gritty sign autographs? I, I need to do something question. like... Yeah. Oh, that's what I should do. I should sign, like, Herm and then, like, a little camera. That would be kind of funny. Or, like, a microphone. Herm's going to be in his dorm room now this whole week until he comes back to the studio practicing his autograph. I need I need a whiteboard. <laughs> <laughs> because then it'll feel like how a Sharpie feels, you know? Like, There's your next vlog. That might, that might be Herm my next Herm learns his autograph. <laughs> I mean, what are we looking for, guys? Uh, you know what? Wait for it. Just <laughs> wait for it. Here we go. Oh, We're man. doing it again. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure that you go leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I want to know what my signature, my autograph, should look like. Should it just be Herm? Should it be OTB Herm? Should it have my Twitter handle? Should it have a picture? What color should it be? Should it be in Sharpie, marker, highlighter? I mean, paint pen, I carry those around with me. Like, what do you guys want? Like, if I'm signing a t-shirt, 
do you want it in Sharpie? Because it might stain. I mean, like, it, the Sharpie runs a little. If I'm putting it on a lacrosse ball, do you want Sharpie? I heard the ballpoint pen works a little bit better. So you guys let me know what you want to see when I give you my autograph. But make sure you leave it in those five-star rating and reviews. Only five stars. No one stars. No two stars. No three stars. Not even a four star. Only five-star rating ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. It helps us grow, guys. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, it's clearly your favorite lacrosse podcast. And we just want to get out to the masses so that people understand our message and start to get on the OTB train. So if you haven't already... Leave that five-star rating and review, and thank you from the bottom of my heart. Yeah, why would you listen to any other lacrosse podcast? It's it's just yeah, science. Uh, but like Herm said, leave those five-star ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. Just search Underground Sports Philadelphia. And uh, if you don't have an iPhone, upgrade your phone so you can leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Or you can follow us on Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter. We just broke 400 followers today, so shout out to the Twitter fam. Uh, and follow us on Instagram because I'm about to start hyping that shit up. Yeah. Oh, wait, I didn't mean that. Yeah, he Beep. did. He did okay, mean it. We're going to hype that shit up. Uh, yeah, we, Instagram is coming, Instagram baby. and Twitter both at OTB Laxpod. Um, so make sure you're following us there because that's where we tweet out all the episodes. So. They're right there for you. Um, and then follow Herm on Twitter as well, at OTB Herm. Make sure you're subscribed to his YouTube channel. He's been doing a lot of fun college dorm hack type stuff recently for his personal vlogs. And then, obviously, the PLL vlogs will keep a coming. Uh, but we will catch you guys later this week with a mega show uh, previewing New York playoffs, previewing the NLL draft, and a whole bunch of other stuff that may happen. We'll probably have a big-time guest and... Uh, some other announcements may come, and make sure you get your merch at dsgentry.com. Use promo code DSGN5 for $5 off at checkout. So this has been a nice episode here, Herm. Episode number 69. Super nice. And until uh, next time, for Herm, I'm Kyle. We are signing off. Peace. Peace.